Hello and welcome to episode 1094 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Friday, September 2nd. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning, sir. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? A little tired today. Woke up really early so we could record and someone woke up. Sleep, but... I, I was going to say, I, I did not. I'm also really tired. <laughs> uh, I tried to remedy some of that by sleeping through my alarm. My apologies. <laughs> um, I was actually sleeping on the couch here right behind us. Not for any sort of negative reason, but uh, Jen's been battling COVID. Oh, and no. She was, I, I don't think I'm going to get it because I had it so recently. So it's not even like we've been avoiding each other, but she was onked out last night. I was like, I don't want to disrupt her sleep going to bed after my stream and possibly wake her up. So I'll just sleep on the couch. Well, it was a little toss and turn and it wasn't the most quick to sleep, which led to a snooze through the alarm. And then uh, me being woken up by Jen saying, Hey, Justin told me to wake you up. So my apologies there. That's hundred percent on me, but thankfully we still have time. So let's go ahead and get into it. We're going to talk um, Oswald Peraza getting called up. Uh, budding ace i want to know if you're taking him as an ace next year and then we'll talk some weekend streamers uh just some guys that have you'll have to check your availability they're not all available across all formats some will be available only in tens some in 12 some in 15s but we're going to cover some of the key weekend streamers here but let's start with oswald peraza the yankees called him up and in concert they brought up uh anthony volpe to triple a because he's about you know he's a level behind and obviously he kind of draws the headlines not that peraza's some you know some joke of a prospect. He's he's a big time prospect as well. Everyone was excited for Volpe, but he's just not ready yet. So it's it's Peraza that gets called up. He had a 106 WRC plus at AAA, 19 homers, 33 steals. Plate skills aren't amazing. 23% K, 8% walk suggest that those will be you know maybe upper 20s strikeout rate and maybe like a six seven percent walk rate at the majors if you're going to regress those AAA numbers. Where are you going for Peraza? Is he a must-get everywhere just in case he pops? Is he a deeper league play? Uh, and what kind of playing time does Peraza have for the Yankees? What, what do you think about the 21-year-old – or excuse me, 22-year-old infield prospect? I mean, I think long-term he's going to be really good. Um, and I think he's going to be, like, really good for fantasy. So um, the question really becomes what kind of playing time do we see him getting this year? Is he yeah. going to be – That's the biggest question. Right timer? Now. now, he is a premium defender. So I think that really helps him, um, you know, in terms of potentially getting uh, that uh, playing time. Yeah, uh, because that's that's the only thing IKF ostensibly does, right, is contribute a glove. His glove yeah. hasn't even been that exquisite this year. So mm -hmm. Raza can pick it at short. He's probably a bat improvement over uh, Kiner Falefa as well. Yeah, and I definitely think he's a glove. Like, Kiner Falefa is probably – a really, really good third baseman. I think he's probably maybe average. A little, a little average. Stretch, yeah, short. at short. So, um, quite, like, I wonder where he plays long-term or if they're going to, you know, Vlope is coming up too at some point probably next year. And Yeah, I don't think um, he'll make it up this year. Unless he just destroys AAA for two weeks and then a need comes open. Yeah. Then I could see Volpe maybe getting in the call, but right now, no. So, uh, I don't know that he's a must pickup though. Because we just really I agree. Oswald Peraza. Sorry. Let, let, let's yeah, sorry, sorry. Oswald Peraza, not necessarily picking him up everywhere right now. And is that because of the playing time for you? Yeah. That's, that's what it is for me. Completely the playing time. I think he, uh, you know, I mean, obviously any prospect can struggle offensively, but um, I just don't know where he plays regularly in this lineup. This mm -hmm. is a already loaded offense um, that's 
got all its pieces healthy. I mean, outside of Rizzo, I guess right now, um, uh, you know, but he's, he wouldn't be in consideration for first base anyway. So yeah. yeah, I just don't know where I see the full-time playing time coming up. I think in like, like if you've got like deep rosters, like deep benches, um, and daily moves, he makes some sense because he could definitely steal his way to being valuable. Yeah. But I don't, of, of all the September call ups, like I don't think he's even in my top three, much less maybe even not top five. So, yeah, because obviously we've seen a ton of guys get called up and probably see more over the weekend. It could set up a big, uh, a big free agent buy this weekend. Gunnar Henderson. Give me yeah, Gunnar Henderson. Yeah. I like I mean, Gunnar. I agree. I did too. Let's, let's say this though. Peraza starts all three games at short this weekend. Does that change your tune? Yes, a little bit, yeah. All of a sudden, I, mean, I, I start to consider him in, in most of the formats. Yeah, because you want a piece of that Yankees lineup. Even, yes. I mean, he'll Even hit nine. the bottom. Yep. Yeah, but you want a piece of that lineup, especially a guy who can run on the bases the way he can. So, um, you know, I do wonder what the power is going to look like at the major league level. I, I know he hit a bunch of home runs in AAA this year, but I don't know that the power is going to translate, especially right away necessarily, but mm -hmm. I mean, speed, I think he's got good enough contact skills that uh, he can utilize that speed as well. So, yeah, I mean, if he's playing every day, then I think he could be a difference maker. You can make the argument he should be picked up in every league, but I just, I, I don't know how that happens with the way the team is currently constructed. Yeah. I would be surprised if Oswald Peraza played all three, all, started all three games at short this weekend, but if he did, that would start to push me toward some of the shallower formats. Right now, I'm looking at Peraza in deeper formats as a main uh, as a main pickup. But uh, those tens and a lot of twelves, I'm probably passing unless that playing time looks great. Spencer Strider set a Braves record with 16 strikeouts. Crazy thing about that is uh, it's not like they've had issues with finding pitchers in his in their history. Uh, in fact, they're kind of known for putting some pretty great pictures out there. And yet he sets the record here with the 16 Ks. I want to say Smoltz was the one with 15, maybe other guys too, but I know Smoltz has had 15 before. Uh, he didn't even need the full game to do it, by the way. He pitched eight innings, two hits, no walks, 16 strikeouts on 106 pitches. Strider's been amazing. And the thing was, you know, th this is one that he might get people to be a little bit more aggressive next year when they believe in a talent, because I think some people pulled themselves back based on the fact that there was some start and stops with him early on, right? There was a few longer inning things. And then he went back into one inning relief rolls. It's like, well, it's not ready. I move on. But the people that believed in his talent kind of held through that. And then by the end of May, he was a starter and they planned it out perfectly because that way they knew if they, if they didn't start consistently starting strider until the end of May, then they could push him the whole way. And that's exactly what they've done. There have been no inning restrictions. He's making it to the finish line right now, at least as far as like being managed for innings. And he's been amazing. Let me ask you this. So let's spin it forward. Is Spencer Strider a top 10 starter for you next year? That's really tough. And the, the fact that I'm even thinking about it says a lot about what I think and what I've seen from Spencer Strider. Like you look at the underlying numbers and everything is in line with it's what he's doing. Like beautiful. It's, yep. it's, it's unreal good. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's a young pitcher, pitching is hard. Mm -hmm. Um you know, what kind of like he, he's probably gonna fit I mean, who knows what he's gonna finish with this year? He's probably got what three or four more starts and four or five. Um, I mean, you got the whole month yeah. here. And, it go, and don't forget, we go into early October. We go, we go, yeah, right, we go, 
we go into October, that's oh man, he, he could probably finish with 140, 150 yep. innings, which would set him up perfectly to be like a 180 guy next year, or I mean, even just stay at 150 and you know, um, that's, that's fine great. in this day and yeah. age. This day and age. I, I mean, I just worry about a sophomore slump. Like, it, sure. but like, there's Reasonably. nothing. There's nothing in the numbers that says he shouldn't be a top ten guy. It's more of a I, baseball history of it, and I understand it's like sometimes that's not satisfying for people to be like, well, you know, historically, guys, you know, have a give back after that that first amazing. It's lazy always, analysis, but, but it's not wrong necessarily. Either. Exactly. Like, like all the people who are like, well, Marcus Simeon and and, and Cedric Mullins are going to take a step back because you have to. Like no, and, I mean you and don't. It was true. And, I mean, but, but, but I see pretty good after that slow start. Uh, well, yeah, but, he, he he won. So I I know I figured it out with Simeon. Um, he didn't think the majors were difficult enough, so he mm-hmm. wanted to front the league. Yeah, like a forty game edge with with no homers. He's like, I, I'll do this tie behind my back. You know, one hand tie behind my back. They're like, well, you can't do that. Like literally, it goes mm-hmm. okay, fine. How about hear me out? First 43 games, I don't hit a homer. And John Daniels overheard and he came in and said, No, no, well, don't do that, Marcus. Don't. And Marcus was just on it. He's like, No, I'm doing that. I'm going to do that. I'm not going to hit a homer for the first 43 games. And he just started freaking out. He's like frothing at the mouth, all, all excited about, I'm going to show the league how good I am. <laughs> I don't know. That, I, I, I got the inside dish on this. I wanted to share it on the pod. Marcus Simeon purposely didn't hit a homer for 43 games just to show that he could hit 20 in his next 86 games. <laughs> And yeah. show all of us, all us fantasy dweebs. That he well, yeah, what we didn't know was like his his pay for this season was backloaded into the season. We had, like, if yeah. I'd have had that yeah. out front, man, we we didn't. He was only getting paid. He was getting paid minimum wage for the first forty games. Exactly. After that, but, yeah. So he was going to uh, earn his keep. <laughs> yeah, Strider, like he's gonna be like a top ten ADP pitcher. Like I'd be very surprised if he wasn't. Um, will I be able to pull the trigger at that point? I don't know. Like, I really, I think that, like I said, it's I think big. there's everything is number. there. But that is a lot. I think if you do it, you pair him with like an established stuff, like a, a guy go, that be Woody. What if you go Brandon Woodruff? I think that's Strider. great. You know, yeah, I think Woodruff Strider is is probably a perfect pairing. Um, so I love that. Yeah, or like it, and and Al, uh, Alcantara um, uh, and uh, yeah, if and you, Strider, if you can get. A firm innings eater with him, even his teammate Max Freed. Yeah. And he supplies, he being Strider, supplies the surplus strikeouts for your one two punch there. That can be really hot. He is 17th uh, on the player rater for starting pitchers this year. Actually, a little bit lower than I would have thought. I would have thought he'd be higher. I mean, 17's amazing. I'm not dogging him out. Yeah, but, but like would... some of those, some of those names aren't going to be in consideration. Exactly. Um, are you taking Tony Gonsolin as a top 15, top 12? I'm not oh, touching Tony. He's getting MRI with right now. Like, yeah, yeah. Like with his health, so he's out of the out of that list. Yeah. Uh, what about Kyle Wright? He's seventh. Another teammate of of Striders. He's seventh right taking, now. Where do you see him? I'm taking Strider above him, but I'm pretty high on. on yeah, him. we like, I think, yeah. we were early on that on that right train, and it has not derailed at all. It's been really nice. Mm-hmm. What about Carlos Rodon? We're looking at a second straight pretty healthy season here. Do you worry with the hot potato? Like you don't want to be caught holding the bag, though. That I, I'm, I'm saying how I feel to be honest. I don't want to project on the you, but like that's kind of how I feel. I, we've gotten two great seasons from him. I don't want to be caught holding the bag with him as a top 10, 12 pitcher if if the body gives out again. So I'm personally nervous about Rodon. What about you after another great year here with the Giants? 
I'm nervous too. Uh, one because the injury history, and two, wherever he ends up next year is probably not going to be as good of a park and situation as pitching for the Giants. But you guys um, still have him next year, though. He's got a oh, he he's opt an out. Op, he's an opt out. And he, he is. He is gonna opt out. He's like, opting he's, out. Yep. Yeah, it's not, not even a question. Like, uh, unless unless he gets hurt. That, yes. you know, in the next you yes. know, four weeks. like, And it's not even that he'll necessarily beat the 22.5 that you guys owe him. It's that he'll get a three-year deal. And he has yeah. to take the years. maybe, Maybe even so, longer. Yeah, like, he might get 360, 480, something like yeah. that. So it's less, you know, than the 22.5 per like, year. But he has to take the long term. The only way he stays with the Giants is if the Giants just extend him. Say, hey, don't yes. opt out. Keep the money. And we'll do we're two gonna, more. We're, yeah, three we're, more at, on top we're at two or three more on top. Of that. The Giants won't do that. No, the Giants, nor should they, they. They weren't willing to give Kevin Gosman five years, like which I'm still yeah. sad about. Um, well, yeah, and he has a much healthier track record. Yeah, uh, exactly. I just can't see Rodon getting that. So yeah, and he wanted to pitch in San Francisco. Like he legitimately wanted. To it's play. like he's like, please sign me, please, yeah, please. And they're like, nah. I mean, Rodon's good, but they should have probably. They just don't, they don't want to invest money long term into starting pitching. I get that. Like, it makes sense with what they've been able to do. What about your boy Framber? You've been a big Framberg guy. Remember, you were buying the dip last year. He's been excellent again this year. He's the SP11. You taking him or Strider next year? Or are you are you pairing those two? Because that's another good combo. I I would pair those two for sure. But I'm taking Framberg. I just think he like he's just so safe. Like he is like the safest pitcher. Yeah. Or not the safest, but one of the one of like he's just just that ground ball rate. It just gets you such a good foundation. And you're playing for that team. Yeah. Just. Yeah, there's just so much to love from Fromber. Um, yeah, well, definitely one of my better calls of the year. Uh, yeah, you know. you've been a big Fromber guy in, in two years running now. He's paid off mm-hmm. both of those years. Uh, Manoa, Gallon, Otani, uh, you know, I'm, I'm with it with those guys. Obviously, Freed, Scherzer. So a lot of these names aren't necessarily going to come out. So maybe Strider, you know, because this is a, a rookie year with somebody who was more of a short volume type of guy, maybe he is more of an SP 12 to 15 in drafts i wonder uh, i feel a lot more comfortable with that like if he's like my sp 13 14 then i can re- feel really good about like pairing him with another guy as opposed to like you'd hate to pair a top eight guy with another top eight guy unless you want to do pocket aces um so and i just don't know that that's what i want to do necessarily mm-hmm. um it's still hard though man the track record is just there's just no track record right it's just this year like it's, it, it's nerve-wracking like because yeah. he's so good spencer shire's been so good but it, it it is nerve-wracking when you have to pay absolute full freight for it which mm-hmm. is what you will have to do next year uh all right let's move on and talk some other pictures weekend streamers uh just going through i i went uh down the sp chart grabbing guys who i think could be available in a lot of different formats and so again these are not all available in tens or or just available in this league. It's uh, run the gamut. Check your uh, check your list, and we'll probably say, "Hey, on this one we like him in mid tier leagues. This one we like in deeper leagues." Let's just start with Jake Odorizzi against Miami. When his fastball command is working, he can handle anybody. He was great on Sunday night at the Cards. Uh, I've always been a big Odorizzi fan. He works up in the zone, so when he misses, it can be home runs. This is not the team that's going to take advantage of that, in my opinion. I mean, famous last words: He's going to give up four homers against them now that I said that. But what do you think about Jake Odorizzi as a streamer against Miami? I'm, I'm doing it across the board, by the way. Anywhere where you're streaming, personally. Uh, just don't let him go a third time through the order. Like, just, yeah. like It's that simple. He's got a 639 ERA when he goes through the uh, the order a third time. So, 
just don't let him go through the order another time. Uh, and with the Marlins, like that's enough to get a win, right? Like, I mean, he can get through that order twice, um, you know, without, uh, <laughs> you know, and still get through five innings. Uh, maybe, could, maybe even get through six or seven innings with, without mm-hmm. the Marlins twice. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's just such an easy matchup. You have to take advantage of it. Uh, he was my rotor write up uh, call for that day. So, yeah, I'm, I'm streaming him over the weekend for sure. Yeah. We like, uh, we definitely like Jake Odorizzi. Is that the tonight start or I think it's Saturday, Saturday start yeah. there? So, yeah, there you go. Now, Baltimore, all three guys going to have availability in a lot of 12s and 10s. Dean Kramer, Austin Both, Spencer Watkins, all at Oakland. I think they're all viable streamers. Give me your rank of the three. And do you agree that they are viable streamers in 12s and 15s? Yeah, I mean, I think they're viable, maybe even some ten leagues, right? So yeah, yeah. If you're really, if you're really looking for something, I, I could get as low as tens with Kramer and both specifically, not necessarily Watkins yeah. for me. I'm a little bit yeah. more tepid on him. And I think the the, the order is both Kramer Watkins. Uh, Fully Kramer. agree. Fully um, agree. You know, there's been you know studies shown, and you know, we talked about this at first pitch Arizona, which you can still sign up to go to. Uh, See, so like how they dropped that in there. You know, I, I uh, was part of the, or I, I led the streaming pitcher panel with Derek Hardy um, and uh, the great Michael Simeone as a mm-hmm. himself. Um, and there's been data out there that shows like the best, the the best thing to target is a bad team. Like it's, you know, it's not even necessarily the the type of pitcher you just want to target the bad team, just the um, crappy team. Yeah, and this you don't get much more crappy other than like we saw. Washington versus Oakland this weekend. God, and, I, yes. and there were some great games too. Yeah, so. there really were. They played some really fun games. If it should be just forgotten, like the tri- they're both terrible. It was the Triple A championship right there. Exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, you're just gonna target Oakland, and um, uh, yeah, I think both both these guys or both Voth and Kramer are like high on my list. Watkins probably not ten team viable at all. Like they're probably just twelve and fifteens. Um, but again, a guy that I would target, you know, uh, Oakland with. Yeah, I think I think that's exactly where I'm at with it with the uh, with the Baltimore guys, and yeah, Kramer and Voth definitely cut above Watkins uh, at Oakland. Texas is, or Boston's facing Texas. All three of their guys are going to have some availability. Nick Pavetta, Brian Bayo, Cutter Crawford, rank them and give us uh, where you would use the three if you if you'd use all three in any particular format. Um, man, you know, I fall for Nick Pavetta every. Day. I was just about to say, I know you're going to say Pavetta, I, so just tell us where you're using Pavetta. I, no, I shouldn't be. <laughs> I know like, you shouldn't. He, he murdered my main event. Um, uh, like you know, you, you don't say like, well. You you trying to kick the football again? You I are, did. You got I absolutely yeah. Pavetta. And you think how many times I've broken my tailbone on Nick Pavetta? <laughs> I learned my effing lesson. Um. You probably shouldn't start any of these guys, bro. He had a three twenty three ERA through I know. sixteen starts. Like that's a pretty good sample to have a three twenty three. And I ERA. cut off like the I think the first or you know first yeah you probably weren't one. even yeah because well, I picked also, him up off the wire. I, I picked him. I picked him up for the the Baltimore start on May first. So yeah, so you May. got way better than that. If you go from yeah. May first on, it was a two eighteen ERA for twelve starts. Yeah, from from it, May first, it was amazing. Yeah, and so and then Nick Pavetta came and broke my kneecap yeah like, because don't you his, remember who i am his first three starts of july 
seven, six, and seven earned. Now, both two of them were against New York. So maybe we should have known, but he was pitching so well that I understand that it was difficult to get away. But what about Texas? Obviously, they're not as scary. Can you find yourself starting Pavetta against Texas in any format right now? I mean, you know, 15 team mix, I think you can make the argument because there's just so little out there. Yeah. What are you going to um, get? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you really shouldn't. Like, it's just, <laughs> he just got five dropped on him by Tampa Bay. Like, who's not like a great offense right now. Like, it's just, yeah, no, there's no real reason to start any of these guys. Like, uh, Bayo. Yeah, what about Bale? He's come back. He's had two starts that have been at least, at least a bit more palatable. He struck out seven uh, Jays that got everyone excited, but then was kind of back to mediocre uh, at Minnesota his last time out. Four innings, three runs on five hits and three walks, only two strikeouts. So the volatility is pretty sharp there that I, I don't think the matchup really matters for Bayo. If he's off, even Texas is going to rip him. So I would yeah. say that that's a Hail Mary situation for Bayo. I have to be chasing and really just in desperation. But if the I'm question anywhere is, what are you, in contention, I'm not starting him. The question is, what are you chasing? Because he's yeah. probably not going to go deep enough into the game for a win. Um, and so that becomes a real problem. So if you're just chasing strikeouts, great. But, like, I, I don't know that – there's very few situations where you, all you need is strikeouts. Like, you don't care about your ratios. You don't need yeah. to win. Like, if you need a win and strikeouts, I think you need to go a different direction because he's likely going to finish, like, a four and a third. Um, I, I'd go Odorizzi over Bayo then. You know, then, yeah. I, think, oh, yeah, I sure. think the Baltimore guys are better than Bayo at that point, too. And let's throw Carter Crawford in here, too, because he had some things going for a little while, but he has just fallen off in the last three. Yeah. Um, this guy, if you look from July 4th through the through August 13th, he had a 45-inning run with a 320 ERA and a 332 FIP. So there was some viability to it. 41 strikeouts in 45 innings, 11 walks. The last three starts, Baltimore, Toronto, Minnesota, have absolutely crushed him. 1208 ERA, 676 FIP, 12 strikeouts, 6 walks, 25 hits in 12 and 2 thirds for Carter Crawford. So I think I'm out on all the Boston guys. If anything, I could do Pavetta's start in deeper formats again if i'm chasing but if i'm if i'm in the mix or, or protecting no shot with any of these boston boston guys yeah drew smiley is available um in shallower formats he's going to st louis which is a little bit dangerous not a bad park to pitch in but obviously the offense is scary do you find yourself with any uh drew smiley interest here at st louis on the weekend St. Louis murders lefties like just and righties right now too by the way yeah and right you can't, but, I mean, can't get away from anything like Paul Goldschmidt has like <laughs> like a 500 batting average against lefties, right? You're now. not even joking, like, dude. I think it's like it's, 465 or something. I don't know. I, yeah, I'll, it's I'll something, look it up, but it's, it's crazy. It's something ridiculous. Uh, you know, Aaron Otto has historically killed lefties. Albert Pujols is a god again. It's 420 with a 517 nice. OBP for for Goldie against lefties this year. Yeah, it's just OP. No, like I Smiley's been really good, but I think yeah. he's still a matchup guy. Um, and the worst matchup in the league is lefties against, or, you know, lefties against the Cardinals. Toronto, like yeah, just, or against yeah. Carlos, not Toronto. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't want to do it either. Too risky. Um, the blowout potential is severe. Even though Smiley's a good pitcher, this Cards team, you need to be avoiding this, this Cards team. Absolutely. Uh, Nick Lodolo, home against Colorado. Um, 
obviously, you know, his home park is basically Coors Jr., but Colorado on the road, even in a good park, is never particularly scary. I would take the shot on Lodolo. He's a uh, shallower format availability, 29% at Yahoo, 13% at ESPN. This is the kind of start where I'm looking to get Lodolo against Colorado, right? All formats where he's available? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I think I'd take him over all the Boston guys. Yeah, especially if you need strikeouts, like you know he's going to get strikeouts. Question is, is the team going to score enough runs to win? Um, it's the Rockies on the road. Like, yeah, I'll I'll take that. Like, this is for a home for a home start. Like, this is a pretty good home start. Yeah, it doesn't get too much better than Lodolo versus Colorado yeah. at home. Uh, he's in line with Odorizzi and Kramer both from from Baltimore as far as up at the top of this pack so far. Cleveland. All three of their guys uh, have availability. Plesak, Savale, Quantrill. They're facing Seattle, though. And, you know, you got to be careful with Seattle, too. They don't, it's not an overall punishing lineup where it's like top five, but when they get you, they really get you. And they've been sitting uh, right in the middle over the last 30 days against righties. Or wait, that's against lefties. Hang on. Since these are all righties, let's, uh, let's take a look. Seattle in the last 30 days, they are. Yeah, they're also mid-pack against them. So they're mid-pack against lefties and righties. So they're not super dangerous in terms of, wow, look at this top five Woba. But they, they again, they can burn you. I'm a little nervous here with Plesak, Savali, Quantrill. Quantrill, 15s and 12s. Savali, it's like 15s and Plesak, I don't even think I'm doing it. What, what, what say you with the Cleveland starters against Seattle? They are home, by the way. Yeah, so Savali, 15s and 12s, I would do. Um, Quantrill, I think I would do 15s and 12s as well. He's just Quantrill could quietly really, really good. He, he, like, he just like he's boring, but like he's he's a really, fit really beater good. though, right? Like he's one of these guys that he just is going to outrun it. I, I think pretty mm-hmm. consistently because he knows how to how to keep weak contact and keep guys chasing out of the zone yeah. on the sinker and changeup. Yeah, he's a guy that I was really high on like early in draft season. I wish I would stuck with in into my. Later he's been draft. great again, um, like. Yeah. I, I think we thought, hey, 289 ERA, 118 whip. He's not going to do that again. He's at 350, 118. Like, I got yeah. the ERA regressed That's, like we expected. Especially but. where he was going in drafts. Like, he was, he's been well worth the price. Very cheap. And he's just been healthy and durable, which is yeah. great. Um, Police Act, the only place I'd be willing to start him is in, like, a deeper quality starts league, right? Because he's, he's a guy that, like, he only volumes his way to, like, being viable in leagues yes. at this point. Uh, but to, to that point, I would give him some points league run too, because you can get pretty much anybody yeah. points league run. So that that's kind of st- stating the obvious, but I will include that for police sack as well. He's just one of those guys that always goes six. And I mean, that is so hard to find, especially this late in the season. Yes. So, uh, all right. We're, we're in lockstep on the Cleveland guys, Daniel Lynch at Detroit. Daniel Lynch has been one of those guys, um, that also like the matchup doesn't matter because when he's off, anyone can get him, but I still think you got to take the shot against Detroit in Detroit, they're so bad. Um, I would take Daniel Lynch here in in most formats. Maybe not a ten. Maybe don't need to go that 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 deep uh, in a ten team. But Daniel Lynch at Detroit. If you can't start him here, I mean, there is no real reason to even consider him. So I'd, I'd give Daniel Lynch a look. Yeah, like I mean, he hasn't been great or anything recently, but he hasn't been awful either. Like yeah, you can see how it works, right? Like the, you can yeah. see the flashes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I still want to make him a thing. Like I, I I'm gonna, he's going to be a guy that I, I go after in, in, in deeper leagues next year, like late and stuff. Um, I still kind of believe 
that he's going to turn out to be a pretty good pitcher. But um, yeah, I, I think you know I would start you versus Detroit, and we've seen your mechanics. My mechanics were elite. Uh, Pitching Ninja said they were some of the best he's ever seen. Totally agree. Yeah. Would you now? This is not a streamer because well, actually he shouldn't be available. Maybe he was cutting some shallower leagues. But are you starting Tyler Molly coming off the IL at the White Sox? Probably not. Um, I mean, I love Molly. I'm you know I'm a big Molly stand, but I just don't love guys coming off the IL uh, in their first start back. Like I think they're going to be very conservative with him. So I don't know that he's even going to have an opportunity to win the game. Um, yeah, he might only get like, did he go on rehab? I can't honestly don't know. Oh, well, um, go ahead. Keep talking. Uh, and Chicago's lineup isn't super scary. I mean, they're missing a lot of pieces. True. Um, so I get, yeah. So, I mean, if you're like super desperate, I can understand making the move. Um, but, uh, I'd be careful. Yeah. It's not like an, automatic with Tyler Molly coming yeah. back off the IL for the reasons you stated, like what if they just give him four to kind of dip his toes back in? He did not get a rehab assignment. So, you know, he's just kind of getting back together on the fly. I, I, I would in, in deeper formats, especially if I'm just like, Hey, I, I need innings, but I'm not automatically doing it. Like you said, playing a little bit cautiously where you can with Tyler Molly against the white Sox. Mm-hmm. I didn't put this guy on the list, but I just noticed him and he will be available in shallower formats. David Peterson, uh, this could be his last start, too, because Carrasco's due back Sunday. He's penciled in uh, for Sunday's start, so it's, they, they got their guys back. But David Peterson gets a swan song here tonight against Washington. Would you start him in, if so, what formats? Probably all of them. I mean, Washington's really, really bad. Washington doesn't strike out a ton against lefties, but um, they're still just a really bad team. Um, so, yeah, I, I have no problem starting David Peterson probably in every format. How terrified are you of Joey Manessis, though? This guy's amazing. Uh, he's got he's this year's Frank Schwindel right now. Thirty year old, just I've yelling. written I've written that exact thing twice now on the road. Right? Oh, really? I I, like, I I didn't see. I didn't mean to bite your stuff. I, we've been no. saying that on my stream, so we are in lockstep. <laughs> yeah, there. that he that he is like you look at what he underneath the hood, and you go, okay, like it's not anything special. Yeah, like, he's probably. A league average bat, just in general. Will they play him next skills. year? Though he's thirty-one next year. Well, yeah, but I, I think I him. think I think he's exactly Frank Wendell, where he just falls yeah. completely off. And yeah, um, yeah, like, like, yeah. Keep the Frank Wendell. Uh, I mean, they the did, they probably will play him because that team. Like, who else are they going to play? That's like, true. As long as he doesn't block, you know, some twenty-four-year-old. But I don't. Think I don't know if Hassel's going to be ready yeah. yet. So they can play him in the outfield because they'll still have Voight. So Voight will continue to play first. But Manessis can maybe continue to play a corner. And as long as they're not blocking off anybody who's, you know, legit prospect, I totally get it. See if he can parlay this this run. I mean, he's been amazing. He's obviously not this good. He has a 180 WRC plus. Oh, where, where are you picking unreal. him up, by the way, though? Because he had another big week. And everywhere. So think, okay. You're picking like up everyone he, just because he's playing every day, right? He's been on my tout team for a while now. Um, and I'm I'm stoked to have him. Uh, cause he's that, that team is like that. Had, he's been, been unreal. He's been so good. And, my, and that tout team has been trying to fall apart with injuries right now. But like I, I had, um, Brandon Lau, uh, Shane McClanahan, um, and who's the other pitcher that all went down on Monday. Like it was like everybody went down on Monday. Um, you have Verlander on that team? No, Gonzo. it was, it wasn't anybody that good, but it oh, okay. was, um, 
anyways uh yeah just like he's just been so so good but like there's nothing special underneath the hood like yeah he's got like he's got a league average zone contact like a league average o swing um like the the exit velocity is it's good i mean it's it's pretty good actually um but like the hard hit rate is is fine like there's nothing like amazing where you go Manessis is like he oh he's a star he's just a late bloomer no he's yeah he's it's, probably just a guy like, oh he's yeah, oh yes but playing his best baseball and hats yeah. off to him i'm not trying to be negative or, or anything it's just it's just simple facts here that uh there's a reason that we both happened on that schwindel comp mm-hmm. i'm not drafting him next year either i don't, I don't mm-hmm. care how late he won't be expensive i don't care joey manessis keep killing it though i don't want to be too Sh- negative Schwindel had way better underlying skills exactly and that and he had some people buying because of those underlyings and he fell apart yeah, so like yeah, was jo- Justin sorry. pointing to himself, by the way, saying that he was fine, Schwindel. Because, again, there were some things on the underlying, but then he has not panned out this year, and I think that'll be the same for Manessis. Uh, all right, let's get back to our streamers here. J.P. Sears at Baltimore, the left-hander. Uh, now, he's had an interesting run so far with, with Oakland. The ERA is pretty solid, but the underlying stats are, like, quite awful. Um literally has 4.6 K9, 3.4 walks per nine. So 11 strikeouts, eight walks in his 21 and a third to go with that 253 ERA suggesting, hey, be careful. But it is in Baltimore, which, hey, that's actually a good place to pitch these days because of that wall. Where where would you be considering J.P. Sears? 15 teamers, that's about it. Yeah, like, same here right now. Look, like he's got a minuscule swing strike rate. Um, he's can't giving get the up slider going yet. Sorry to interrupt you, but like he has swing and miss in the minors, but for some reason Sears has not gotten that slider going at the major league level just yet. Yeah, and he just he gives up so much contact in the zone. He's like almost ninety percent zone contact, which like if, you know you, you can get out of innings quickly and and sometimes you know yeah when the when the ball goes right to somebody, but if it yeah, doesn't, and that defense is not great behind him anyways, like. I just feel like there's a blow up coming, like a huge blow up coming, um, either with home long ball or just you know. Don't let it be tonight. I I, I have him in the main. I can't. I can't yeah. have it. I can't have it, man. But uh, I, Baltimore I feel is like- Baltimore's offense is not something to like. Not something to attack. No, they might struggle a bit because of their park, but it's not because of their talent. They they can no. absolutely rise up and get you. You have to be careful with that team. You know, you got Mullins, Rushman. You know, Santander has been amazing this oh year. Oh my god, like, yes! Like, um, he gets the White Sox next week at home. Is there anything JP Sears can do in this start that would give you some interest in the White Sox start? Sure, because like I said, that White Sox team. You know, they lost Eloy last night. Mm-hmm. Um, Elvis it's, Andrus has been leading off the last couple of days. Yeah, like you know, no Jim Anderson. Know. Yeah, like uh, Luis Robert has just not been right this year. Uh, yeah, like, Ho- Jose Bray quietly leading the American League in batting average. Um, I did. I did not know that. That is a good little. I, I saw it last night. Tidbit. Like uh, you know, it's been kind of a power outage for him because I think he's one of these kind of fence scraper dudes, um, and the new ball's hurting him. But like he's, mm-hmm. I want to say I saw like that he's like third in baseball and batting average and um and first in the american league i'm double checking that because i shouldn't uh i shouldn't just take oh no no he's not uh luis rise and santa fogart's bubble but still oh. sitting 308 that's still like, yeah it's still really good to your point about six, jose Brady. six in the majors um you know so 
What's oh, maybe the, uh... it was on base percentage. Oh, okay. What, no, what's no. his LBP? Judge. Judge was fun. Uh, judge way ahead of him. Um, it's 385. He's in 308, 385, 454. Like, so, like, he's having a fantastic it's year. It's very good, but that power is down. It was 481 homers, last year. Yeah, like, just um, is, is not going to do it. So, yeah, I mean, his seniors, like, goes out and shoves, and, and we see some strikeouts. Like, That's I think the thing. I, if I we still see need swing to... and miss. Yeah, if he gets some whiffs, like, I'll be like, oh, okay, we're starting to see some kind of progress here. But until I see some whiffs, I mean, he's really just a team matchup streamer, like, you know, and the problem is he doesn't get to face his own team. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so that's, that's where I'm at with him too. And I like Sears. I went out and got him uh, ahead of time before he was called up in our, in our main. Cause I really like him with Oakland. I did call out that, that swing and miss though, that we hadn't seen yet. And I'm saying, Hey, hopefully he can find it with Oakland. He hasn't yet. So while the ERA has been good, it's skating. And I just hope he can survive tonight. Cause then I'm going to take him out next week. Uh, and sit him for that that White Sox start. All right, next up is Ronzi Contreras. Now, he's very intriguing. A lot of people like him, and I think we both do too. But it's Toronto. It is at home in PNC Park. But would you take a shot on Ronzi? He's only available in shower leagues. In, in deeper leagues, he's already on a roster. But he's available in some shower formats for sure. Would you pick him up, Ronzi Contreras, to face Toronto? I mean, here's the thing. Like, um the question really should be how big of a set of balls do you have? Um, because like I, I, I have been the main, like I picked him up before he got recalled mm-hmm. um, and I've barely used him because like the matchup, like the matchups that's been called up was home versus Boston, home versus Atlanta at Philadelphia. It doesn't like, get easier next week either. It's Toronto tonight. And then St. Louis yeah. next week. I mean, I'm using him because I have to in the main. Like I need, I need to just take shots. Um, but um, you got to have a big pair or be in my situation because I don't, I don't have a big pair. A big pair or no brain, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, desperation. Yes, uh, desperation is what we, what we want here. But like when he is on, um, he can be matchup proof. Rosine Contreras can be matchup proof when he's on. He's like very, he, very good. He's one of those guys I'm really interested to see where he goes in early drafts because um, yep. I I could see him having, like, one of the widest range of outcomes in terms of his ADP, uh, his min-max. Like, I, I just think, like, there are going to be some people who – and I think by the time we get to March, he's going to be expensive. Like, people are going to be like, oh, he's, you know, he's this year's Blake Snell or this year's Robbie Ray. Like, people the are believers be- will be ag- – especially if Ronzi Contreras has a big September, that yeah. price will go through the roof, dude. I mean, he's quietly starting to have a pretty big second half mm-hmm. in the majors. I mean, we still know, don't I- – we still can't make heads or tails of why they kept him down so long and they weren't even pit- – I, I, I mean, I guess it was just inning saving, but they didn't say anything about it when he was when Ronzi Contreras was down there in AAA doing nothing. I think service time. I think. That's- I mean, yeah, like it's clear that they were manipulating, but I can't believe they didn't say anything. Like, yeah. hey, he's a little sore, so we're not – like they're just like, nah, we're just blatantly going to just not pitch him and he'll be mm-hmm. up when he's up. So, yeah, um, but, I mean, he should be up from day one next year and – I yes. mean, I'll be, he's going to be a major target of mine until the price goes to the roof. And I expect it to, but we draft so early that we can get some early Ronzi Contreras shares and we can inflate that price. We won't mm-hmm. catch the inflation. We will be the inflators. Uh, it's a new Avenger series, the inflators. And it's early ner- nerds like us who draft all the fun sleepers and ruin the party for everybody. 
That's the hope. <laughs> you took him seven rounds above ADP. The inflators are here. Uh, all right, Clark Schmidt at Tampa Bay. The young Yank. I added three more names there real quick, so oh, I got a little oh. bit of time uh, on your heart out. So just three more guys here. Clark Schmidt, Jakob Yunis, uh, Jacob Junis, and Josiah Gray. Clark Schmidt at Tampa Bay. What do you think about him getting a start here? Yankees prospect. Ooh, um, I mean, yeah, Tampa Bay is not super scary. Uh, but Clark don't tempt them, okay? Because when we say shit yeah. like that is when they go off for a month and then start yeah. beating up everyone with their no-name-ass team. Don't, don't tempt it's them. Su- it's such a no- it is such a no-name-ass team. Um, the problem is Clark Schmidt's walk rate gets him in trouble. Yes. Like And like... And Tampa Bay is traditionally a team that's very patient and makes you pay for walking guys. So, and even if it's not crazy walk rates, they will work deeper counts too. Like it's sometimes not everything is comes through via the walk rate, but you see it in the at bat to at bat where they're taking six, seven pitch at ABs to get mm-hmm. to the guy too. So, I mean, he's one of these guys where I think if you are win seeking, he pitches for New York. Like mm-hmm. you know, you can you can take the gamble, but. Um, he doesn't offer a ton of strikeout upside, uh, and you know, there is a chance he gets just not, he doesn't give up home runs. Like I'm not worried about the long ball crushing him or anything, but like, I could just see him getting Babbitt to death, yeah. you know, or walk a couple walks, guys. Yeah. With, yeah. A few key hits after mm-hmm. those walks and it can really spiral. But like you said, where he gives give- up like seven hits and three walks and you look down and you're like, Oh, he gave up seven earned runs. Awesome. Like, you yeah. know, yeah. so I'd just be. I'd be a little bit tentative on Clark Schmidt. I, I agree. I, I would go for it where I'm being riskier, where I have loosened the thresholds and I'm trying to catch some lightning in a bottle. Clark Schmidt makes sense there, but anything else you can play a little bit more cautiously. Jacob Junis uh, has shown some flashes with your giants, but he's shown some negativity too, where he can really get you when things aren't working. Still has a little bit of a home run issue as well. It is at home, but it is Philly and Philly's rolling. Would you go for uh, Jacob Junis here against Philly? Isn't he also pitching with a broken hand? Like, I mean, um, wait, he, it's he's pitching with a broken hand. I think it's the I think it's his glove hand. But, oh, okay, uh, that's, yeah, that's he, impressive. He, still, though. he got hit. He got hit with a comebacker, um, and and I think there's like a fracture oh. in his hand. Um, that wouldn't feel good. Yeah, yeah, small fracture in his left hand, and he is right-handed. So, but still, it's like you are feeling that pain probably yeah. when you're like just grabbing your glove and shit. Right. Um. I. I don't. And you're Philadelphia. No. I. I no way. Am I. Am I doing this? Like. Uh, yeah. Not even in not. San Francisco. Too scary. I like Unis. Uh, Unis. I like Junis earlier. Uh. But it, it's been too scary. The downs are really scary. That's the thing too. So if you are in a situation where a bomb, a six-run bomb, can really hurt you, then don't go for for Junis here. Um, if you're chasing and you're hail marrying, that's when he becomes appealing. But that's it. That's it. Yeah. And then the last one, Josiah Gray, speaking of Hail Mary, I would have to be in Hail Mary mode here because he's at the Mets. And with his home run issue, it's only the hailest of Marys for me with uh, Josiah Gray <laughs> right now. I like him long time, but it has to be the hailest of Marys. Absolutely. What about yeah. you? I, mean, I know you yeah. like it too, but but I love I, I love him. Yeah. I, but, I'm, but are you I'm using him against the Mets? I am in Tout Wars because uh, I need wins. I need strikeouts. Crazy uh, son of a gun. Uh, well, and I, like I said, like I lost two starting yeah, pitchers you, been this week, um, and at least like that where says like that rule that I that I talked about last week that uh, that I hated earlier this week um, that you have to start a guy that you pick up, but they also mm-hmm. have a really cool rule 
in a weekly league where you can replace guys who go on the IL or activate guys coming off the IL, even in a weekly format. So that is very cool. Um, when McClanahan and I can't remember, like I said, the other guy that I had go on the IL earlier this week, um, Josiah Gray in my lineup, baby. Here we go. Like, gotta do it. Gotta get I, that start. I, I, you know, the difference between like 10th place and wins and second place and wins is like six wins. Like, I, you know, I mean, our, our main is like that too, as you yeah. I'm sure you've noticed where the where the wins are just like every little one can move somebody mm-hmm. into a, a big situation there. So I, I feel that obviously it's not a great chance to get a win against the Mets, but he's another one of those guys, Josiah Gray, stepping back for a minute from the memes. Um, when he's on, he's matchup proof, but when he's off, he's matchup proof it's, too. It's all about command. It's, it's, it's all about his command, but he yeah. can take on anybody when he's going, but if not, he can give up three homers and just have an absolute bomb so again if you are trying to avoid the 10 run bomb you cannot start josiah gray but if you're getting a little risky like justin is and you got to kind of go for whatever you can get and you're chasing k's that's where josiah gray becomes more appealing i'll still be drafting him next year but in this one weekend stream i'm trying to avoid him as much as i can i mean he is a younger version of robbie ray like he at some point is going to have that robbie ray breakout um i think uh, so too and I just I, I'm gonna keep going back to the well and Nick Pavetting it up. Uh, <laughs> you got several years before with where Nick Pavetta yet though, so don't worry. But he does already have an, better than Nick Pavetta. Like he does have an MLB high 32 homers allowed at 2.3 per nine. So they need to fix that. Probably didn't get traded to the best team for that given their park. But uh, hopefully the right pitching coach can kind of find that one tweak for him, or he finds it on his own to where he can get those homers in check. But we'd still like Josiah Gray long term. So there you go. There's some weekend streamers. We're bringing home these titles. Everything is so intense. Uh, I love September fantasy baseball when you're chasing because it, it's it's just so exciting. It, it's it's everything about like why we love this game. You're living and dying with everything. Of course, it can be agonizing and go the other way when your players aren't playing or your injuries are cropping up on Monday like you had with Tout and just two guys. Oh, oh, there goes my ace. Shane McClanahan's just not pitching right now. That stuff hurts or like Corbin Burns kind of getting beat up by Pittsburgh the most unexpected thing. So stuff like that can be crushing, but the highs are really high where it's like, you know, you, you, you pick up Bubba Thompson and and he actually pans out. Like he has nine steals for those of us that had to get him. I speak from personal experience on that one where I'm like, I'll take a shot on this guy who can't seem to hit, but did steal 49 bases at triple a. And he's got nine in 24 games, Justin, it's working. He's one of these guys that people are going to go back to the well on next year and be really, really disappointed. Absolutely. You couldn't pay me. No yeah. shot next year. Yep. I'll I got, take what I, I got this year. I got some like pushback on Bubba Thompson, like, you know, um, because he's a guy I've really, you know, I've really been intrigued by, but uh in the minors because he has such great power and speed upside. Um, but like dude cannot hit. Like he cannot yeah. hit. Like he's got just, good raw, by the way. Yeah, for those that don't know, Bubba Thompson actually has good raw power, like 50, yeah. 55, great, but his game power is well below average, like 30, 35. And what that disconnect is, it, it, there isn't one set thing. Basically, the difference between raw and game is in batting practice, he can show that he's got some real punch, but push come to shove when the players are trying against him, he can't get to that power. And that is obviously a key difference between what turns somebody from a prospect to a suspect. So if he can't figure that out, he's going to be one of these guys who can't steal first. But like I said, right now, 329 OBP, and I have nine steals in 24 games. I will take it from Bubba Thompson. That's very huge, and especially in that kind of league. So absolutely, um, yeah. All right. Well, you've got more Tout Daily tonight. The first night did not go particularly well. No, it went it went poorly. Went very poorly as as it could go. But you're not out, so hopefully tonight Mm -hmm. 
you uh, you have a better night. And the guy who uh, there was a there was a, a chalky pick. It was Gosman. You didn't have him. Everyone else did. Mm-hmm. He panned out. And then some of your sneaker sneakier plays like Matt Manning. <laughs> Gag. Yeah. Sorry about that. I was highly recommending him to you. Uh, he was terrible. But Aaron uh, Nola, thanks Aaron, a lot. Aaron yeah. Nola against Diamondbacks. Uh, but hey, we talked about this offline. Yeah. Be care- and this this is not for Nola or for Brandon Woodruff last night, but be careful with your streaming righties against Arizona. Obviously, you still have to start your studs. I would never sit Nola. I would never sit yeah. Brandon Woodruff. But if you are streaming and you're thinking, oh, Arizona, easy peasy, eh, be careful. Um, again, Unless I don't you're see a monster and any- Bailey Falter, like just you know. Well, he's lefty though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you got to be careful with them against righty. Dicing him up. I will say there's no real um, – nobody re- that really fits that next week because Musgrove and Darvish are automatics. I don't care how good their offense has been. Yeah. And then their other three games next week are in course, so that doesn't matter anyway. But the week after that, like just be careful with your Diamondbacks against uh, – with your righty streamers against the Diamondbacks. That lineup is kind of cooking right now. But you got to get out of here, Justin. Have a great weekend. Are you and Jason working together on Sunday? I hope so. I'll, I'll have okay. to check with you. But yeah, excellent. All right, man. We'll have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Take it easy.